0: Five, four, three,
1: two, one. From the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA.
2: Sad SK news through the week that Mr. Supermarionation Jerry Anderson has passed away, aged 83. Although not an amateur, any ham worth his irons would have known of Thunderbirds. Jerry Anderson, SK, FAB. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker, VK4BB. This is the news, the WIA news, for week commencing the 30th of December, the very last week of 2012, as we head towards 2013. Another storm hits the Philippines. Spare a thought for those who spent a nervous, very wet and windy Christmas period as Tropical Storm Quinta went through the south of the Philippines in areas trying to recover from typhoon buffer earlier in the month. Activated during the storm was the Philippines Amateur Radio Association Emergency Net on 7.095 megs, this to handle emergency and welfare traffic. A request to keep the HF frequency 7.095 clear was issued by PARA's Vice Chief Operations Officer, Raymond DU1UGZ. WIA office closed New Year until January 14. But urgent inquiries can still be directed to the WIA manager, Mal Brooks. You'll find how to do that when you read the text edition of this, the WIA national news best read, when you visit wia.org.au and read this week's text edition. Effective from the 1st of January, Australian Advanced Amateur Licensees can now operate in the new band, 630 metres, on a secondary basis. This new band is worldwide, and the allocation 472 to 479 is an outcome of the ITU World Radio Conference, WRC 12. The ACMA has amended the conditions in the LCD that gives effect to the WRC outcomes, authorising a radiated power of not more than 5 watts PX EIRP with a maximum emission bandwidth of 2.1 kHz. There are, however, two exclusion zones. That's where non-directional beacons, NDBs, operate. These in the Timor and Exmouth regions. ACMA have also recently met with the WIA to advise how it's going to assess the trial of the use of higher transmitter output power by advanced licensees, commencing early in 2013. The ACMA's assessment process will begin with desk-based audits to assess licensees' compliance with their EME obligations – Advanced licensees can expect a letter from ACMA at the start of February 2013.
3: Have you prepared for the last weekend in May the 2013 WIA AGM and Conference? If you need help in preparing for your journey to Western Australia, we've created a page with information that will help your planning and budgeting. You can find that online together with up-to-date information, programs, calendar of events, expressions of interest for workshops and other information about what's happening with the conference. The 2013 WIA AGM and Conference. It's all about engaging, learning, appreciating, socialising and discovering. You'll find all the information online at the VK6 conference site, conference.vk6.net.
4: The WIA Club Grants for 2012 have been announced. The Board of the WIA has accepted the recommendations of the 2012 Club Grant Committee and announced the following successful applications. The Blue Mountains amateur radio club will receive a grant of $600 to make improvements to their club station and hall to enable them to conduct training and education courses. The Brisbane amateur radio club will be supported by a grant of $600 to provide a laptop computer to run AACP classes. The Central Goldfields amateur radio club Maryborough will receive a grant of $500 for a data projector for a new meeting room. The Eastern Mountain District's Radio Club will be supported by a grant of $1,000 to support their work promoting amateur radio by the installation of a digital TV system for both fixed and portable use in classroom and public display. The Fishers Ghost Amateur Radio Club will receive a grant of $573 to help them improve their building shared with the Scout Group by the installation of screen doors. The Scout members Amateur Radio Team Western Australia will receive a grant of $600 purchase publicity materials such as posters, website and exhibition pull-up banners to be used to promote amateur radio training and assessment. The Sherbrooke Community Radio Club will be supported by a grant of $800 to purchase a four kilowatt generator and marquee to better participate in public events, radio contests and Jota. The Tamworth Radio Club will be supported by a grant of $520 to support their ongoing project installing digipeaters in North West New South Wales in support of Scouts training and amateur radio generally. The full report of the 2012 grant committee can be found on the WIA website. I'm Dave, VKE 3RU on behalf of the WIA. In my
5: broadcast before Christmas, I summarised the WIA's main achievements last year and thanked the WIA staff and the very many volunteers who all helped us through a very difficult period. In this broadcast, I want to tell you something about the changes we hope to achieve during 2013. But first, it's important to understand the drivers for that change. Recently, the WIA has experienced a fall in revenue, due mainly to a drop-off in the number of new licensees and the general economic conditions affecting sales to members and advertising revenue. At the same time, costs have been increasing, just like for everybody else. The financial situation is certainly not serious as the WIA has significant reserves, but it is something which needs to be addressed. It would be easy to simply jack up the membership fees to cover the shortfall, but in the present economic climate, and with such a large proportion of the WIA's membership retired and living on fixed interest incomes, that doesn't sound like a very good idea right now. The Board is also concerned about the fact that too few volunteers do too much work, and in recent times the demands on some key volunteers has been unrealistic. We need to get more skilled volunteers involved in the operation of the WIA and in a way that it doesn't become a burden for them. One of the things we constantly hear from people is that the WIA doesn't do anything for me or my particular problem. Well, the WIA does an awful lot for members, especially in its advocacy role with the ITU, the IARU and the ACMA. But that work is often behind the scenes and largely goes unnoticed by members. In fact, all radio amateurs benefit from the work of the WIA, it's just that some get a free ride. However, we do need to provide more tangible membership benefits. And we need to improve the information flow to members so they always know what the WIA is doing and also the WIA better knows what its members want. In summary, we need to improve the finances of the Institute, reduce the workload on volunteers and improve the member experience. So, how are we going to achieve it? The WIA board has decided to introduce two new initiatives which it hopes will go a long way to addressing these issues. In 2013, we are introducing a new cloud-based membership management system called Memnet. A cloud-based system is one where, for a monthly charge to the WIA, the entire office information system is provided by an outside company as a service over the internet. A cloud-based system frees the WIA and its volunteers from having to develop, maintain and upgrade the WIA's computer information systems, but it has many other advantages as well. With Memnet, you will log into a members-only section on the WIA website to update your personal details, like address and call sign, your particular interests in amateur radio, to purchase items, to pay your membership fees, and to receive messages from office staff. You will know that your personal information is up to date, and if you have registered your interests, You can then receive targeted emails alerting you to upcoming club events, technical information or information about products and services. The membership management system also expected to offer significant administration efficiencies. Margaret, who currently works part-time at the office, is retiring early in 2013 and with the introduction of MemNet, Margaret's position will not need to be replaced. By saving one office position, Memnet is expected to be cost neutral in the first year of operation and then offers significant cost savings in following years. Naturally, a change like this is probably going to have a few speed humps along the way. Some members may not have the internet and some may still prefer more personal contact with the office. Those members will still be able to call the office and speak to Diane or Mal, but things will certainly be a lot quicker and more convenient using the internet. Look out for more information about the Memnet system and how to set up your user profile in the coming months. You can find out more about Memnet in the meantime by going to www.memnet, That's www.memnet.com.au. M-E-M-N-E-T, in addition to overhauling the administration system, the WIA board is also looking at ways to streamline the work of volunteers and encourage more member participation in the workings of the WIA. We have divided the work of the WIA into about 10 core committee areas, each with defined terms of reference. Each committee will have a leader who reports to the WIA board, and the committees will be tasked with identifying issues and forming recommendations to the board in their various specialist areas, and then enacting board decisions. It's still early days and we are waiting for feedback from our many volunteers to a draft proposal circulated recently, but we hope to have something more concrete to say soon. So, there's a lot happening at the WIA in 2013. Much of it is about housekeeping at this stage, but out of it will come better member services, a better membership experience and more reasons for people to join. Have a very happy new year and we hope to see you all on air In 2013, this is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, for the WIA.
1: From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed
6: via VK1WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW, wishing you a Happy New Year. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. DARC to hold strategy meeting on dangers of PLC, PLT. This note to our listeners in Germany and of interest to amateurs worldwide. Saturday, January 12, 2013, the Deutsche Amateur Radio Club will be sponsoring a one-day workshop dealing with the possible hazards to amateur radio from electromagnetic power line transmission, more commonly known in Europe as in-home PLT. The workshop slated for the DARC headquarters will cover all aspects of power line internet transmission and its likely effects on our amateur radio operations. SARL President's Christmas Message on Amateur Radio Today. Last week we heard from Phil Waite, our WIA president, with his Christmas message. Well, the SARL president's Christmas and New Year message is also available in both written and audio format on the SARL website, sarl.org.za. In his Christmas message, Rassi, ZS1YT, said that when Paul M. Siegel, w 9 eea wrote the Amateur's Code, he gave real meaning to what is meant by amateur radio spirit. Amateur Radio gives us this wonderful opportunity to reach out to many people and I urge you to do so Christmas and New Year's, making one or two contacts and wish the other station and his or her family a happy festive season. RSGB Reminders of World Amateur Radio Day. Each year on the 18th of April, radio amateurs around the world celebrate World Amateur Radio Day. On that day in 1925, the International Amateur Radio Union was founded. In 1913, the first recorded instance of amateur radio being used to provide communications in a natural disaster during severe flooding in the Midwest of the United States. Accordingly, the theme of the event for 2013 is amateur radio, entering its second century of disaster communications. Activities on the occasion of World Amateur Radio Day 2013 can be a great opportunity to spread the word about what amateurs are doing in the field of disaster communications in the 21st century. Yasmi Excellence Award. Peter, G3PLX, is among those to receive the Yasmi Excellence Award given to those who make a significant contribution to amateur radio. Peter, along with Powell Jolica, SP9VRC, received the award for the development of PSK31, a widely used digital mode entirely invented by amateurs that is enabling many amateurs to successfully use HF with very modest stations. From the Irish Society News Service, Declan joins us with the story on EI-13CLAN.
7: EI-13Clan, that's Echo India-13 Charlie Lima Alpha November. As you may be aware, 2013 sees a major event entitled The Gathering, being promoted both at home and abroad to engage with the Irish diaspora around the globe. This is a 32-county cross-border initiative and given the unique ability of amateur radio to communicate so effectively, the Society will support the initiative by way of a variety of events and programmes during the year. We will announce particulars early in the new year by way of bulletins on the radio news service, a dedicated page on the IRTS website and, of course, in Echo Ireland. Comreg, the Irish regulator, has issued to the Society a special event call sign Echo India 1-3, Charlie Lima Alpha November, which will be active throughout the year much as our Echo India 80 IRTS call sign was used in 2012. We expect that the call sign will generate quite a lot of interest from overseas operators, particularly in the USA who have Irish roots. So if there are any members who have a particular interest in genealogy and would be willing to assist in such queries, please contact Seamus, Echo India 8, Bravo, Papa, or any member of the committee. For the WIA Weekly News, I'm Aidan, Echo India 7, Julia Charlie.
8: The Federation of Radio Sport of Azerbaijan and St. Vincent and the Grenadines Amateur Radio Club are the two newest members of the International Amateur Radio Union. The Radio Sport of Azerbaijan has some 50 members, while the Grenadines Amateur Radio Club holds 21. Both nations have relatively small ham radio populations, with the former representing all 50 of its ham radio population, and the latter representing 21 of the nation's 134. The man who invented helicopter coverage for television has died. John D. Silva was the chief engineer for Los Angeles television station KTLA when he convinced station executives to give him $40,000 to outfit a rented Bell helicopter with a TV camera for news coverage. Silva then worked in secrecy with Hollywood special effects shops and engineers from the General Electric Corporation to find or invent technology small and light enough to fit in a helicopter. He and his small team broadcast their first air-to-ground signal on July 28, 1958, to Los Angeles viewers who would eventually come to equate a helicopter news coverage with a high-speed police pursuit and the like. In an interview with Smithsonian Air and Space Magazine, Silva said he came up with the idea while on a freeway. He explained that while he was driving on the Hollywood freeway one morning, when the idea came to him, Silva told the Air and Space Museum that he never thought about being a pioneer. Rather, all he ever wanted to do was to get KTLA news there and get a better picture before the competition got it. The Los Angeles Times reported Silva died in Camarillo,
1: California, of pneumonia complications. He was aged 92. From the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1WIA.
2: And in our game plan heading into January of 2013 and just ahead of Felix, VK4FUQ, Ed VK2JI is getting a steady flow of registrations to the Wyong Mini Contest University, which is to be held on the 23rd of February, the day before the Wyong Field Day. There will be a small raffle drawn from only the names of those who register before the end of January. Now, the first draft program is on the website. You'll find that address, and it's pretty easy, fieldday.org.au. You'll find the address, as with all addresses, web addresses, phone numbers, contacts, when you read the text edition of this, the WIA National News, and you'll find that on wia.org.au and read the text edition of this week's news.
9: Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Dateline 2012-2013. VK Ross Hall Memorial VHF UHF All January VK Summer VHF UHF Field Day Saturday Sunday January 12 and 13 ZL Jock White Memorial Field Day Contest Saturday and Sunday February 23 and 24 Contest News Optical contacts not to count on field days Here is WA Director Trent VK4 TS
3: Greetings everyone, this is Trent VK4 Tango Sierra After discussion by the contest committee, the optical band will be excluded under the general contest rules because it is not listed as an amateur band in the LCD. If you refer to the contest rules general page on the WAA website, you'll see that entrants must abide by their licence conditions. Whilst the Institute does not want to discourage experimentation, it can be seen that the optical communications is not within the strictest definition of amateur radio. To fully allow optical would require definitions beyond what could easily be scoped in the rules and as such the contest committee has decided that for all future contests the use of optical will not be considered towards the final score of any station. For the interest of the optical experimenters, we will show an optical column in the results however this will not add to the station score. The scoring sheet for the summer field day will be updated to reflect this. This has been Trent, VK4TS.
9: Special Event Stations, DX and Beacon, and NetAdvice, Special UK Prefixes. It was announced in the RSGB magazine that all UK radiometers will be able to apply for the Special V Prefix, such as GV, MV and 2V, starting July 5, 2013, until the end of the month of July. These prefixes will be used to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Radio Society of Great Britain. JR1IZM, who also holds a call V31IZ, will be operational as 7P8ZM from Lesotho through January. He will be active in all of the high-frequency bands. QSL via JO1CRA. K1GI will be active, stroke VP9 from Bermuda, only until January the second. Operations will be on 160 through 10 meters using CW, SSB, and the digital modes. QSL via JG2BRI direct or electronically using logbook of the world. Be very aware that this station, although a licensed ham operation, will not accept bureau cards. Be warned. Broadcast monitoring SWL and scanner news. Zimbabwe threatens to jam shortwave broadcasts. The South African nation of Zimbabwe thinks it should jam shortwave broadcasts from outside that nation's borders. NewZimbabwe.com reports that at a recent ZANU-PF party conference it was proposed to jam signals of foreign-based radio stations such as the Voice of America's Studio 7, Radio Voice of the People and Southwest Radio Africa that ruling party officials accused of pushing a Western-backed regime change agenda in Zimbabwe. But critics say such a move would deny the majority of people access to important alternative sources of information to make informed decisions. They argue that President Robert Mugabe's party wants to continue its domination of the airwaves in order to maintain the status quo. But ZANU-PF officials maintain these radio stations are breaking the Zimbabwe law and should be jammed. Radio Pakistan focusing on replacement of old transmitters. Pakistan Broadcasting Corporation is on the way to becoming a modern multimedia organisation like the BBC, VOA, Deutsche Welle and others. Addressing a function organised in his on broadcasting house, Director-General Murtaza Solangi said the organisation achieved landmark achievements over the past four years and is now recognised as the authentic source of information locally and internationally. It is due to image-building of Radio Pakistan that ambassadors of important countries like US, China and other countries spare time to express their views through this organisation, he added. He said they are focusing to replace ageing transmitters and a 100 kilowatt transmitter is being inaugurated in Lakana on the 27th of this month. A 500 kilowatt transmitter is also being installed. Happy New Year everybody. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham.
0: Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Toowoomba, it can be heard on VK4RDD, on 14675MHz at 9am on Sunday morning. I'm Dave, VK4LED. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's worldwide special interest group news. And as we kick off the segment, it's to home of the good guys. Heroa will release ZL9HR Financials, which is rarely performed by NED Expedition. Any excess of donation funds will be donated in order to sponsor future DXpedition events and return to the DX community. An advanced donation of $1,000 has already been made to NCDXF. The Harawa team has invested a significant amount of their own personal funds and unpaid work to make ZL9HR possible. The driving factor to activate a rare entity such as ZL9 is for the benefit of amateur radio the hobby. Heroa would also like to acknowledge all Heroa members who contributed and thank all sponsors who donated and assisted to make ZL9HR a reality. And they look forward to another Hiroa D expedition planned for August 2013. Worldwide Special Interest Group's final frontier. Russian ham to spend a year in space. Russian cosmonaut Mikhail Kornikio, RN3BF, along with NASA astronaut Scott Kelly have been chosen for a one-year long-term assignment aboard the International Space Station. According to NASA, the mission which will begin in 2015 will include collecting scientific data that will be important to the future of human exploration of our solar system. It should also help researchers to understand better how the human body reacts and adapts to the harsh environment of space as NASA plans for missions around the Moon, to an asteroid and ultimately to Mars. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. On Saturday, February the 23rd, 2013, it's the Bajero Rally, Woods Point area. Contact Dirk Vasilis, vk 3 FBAJ And on Sunday, March the 3rd, 2013, it's the Mad Bike Ride at Wood End, Wombat State Forest. And for that one, contact John Weir, VK3XD. And we'll leave you this week with Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. Again, here's Jeff Emery, VK4ZPP. By Christmas Eve, major
10: shopping venues in Mariborough, Queensland were starting to display advertising to the Scouts currently arriving in town. The usual Speedway venue is fast becoming a parking lot for the many coaches sitting out the days to the return journey from the National Jamboree, AJ 2013. The visitor car parking will be conducted at the Speedway for a $2 a day donation, with visitors using the shuttle bus service to access the Jamboree site. While most of us have been enjoying the Christmas festivities, the volunteer workforce has been preparing the local showgrounds and equestrian park, ensuring that campsites are prepared, services are upgraded to support some 14,000 campers, and the necessary infrastructure is in place. From medical services to on site security, the Dream It, Live it activities on-site and off-site, plans have been turning into facilities. As previously announced on WIA National News, the Jamboree is home to VI4ASJ, a call sign not heard since 1998. Listings are appearing on websites in the amateur radio as well as scouting worlds. It is hoped that conditions are going to favour good DX, but... The I4ASJ also has a presence on Echolink and IRLP with a feed to APRSFI, fi allowing operators to check beam headings. In the background, people have been working on the design of the official QSL card, which, courtesy of the WIA, can now carry the VIA Bureau label. The IC718, donated by ICOM Australia, has been tested on air with an auto tuner. Coax cable and fittings have been brought on site and rigging the antenna farm on the roof undertaken. Fox hunting equipment has been loaned and is arriving with one of the Queensland contingents. What will probably be the DX station has travelled from Victoria in its trailer complete with 15 metre pneumatic mast. With a level of redundancy in the station equipment and amateurs from the scouts, as well as the local area, VI4ASJ should provide both an instructive activity on site as well as a sought-after contact. For WIA National News, I'm Jeff VK4ZPP, from Merge.
2: Well, I guess we better play auld lang syne as we uh, say farewell for the good year of 2013. From this, the WIA National News Service. I'm Graham VK4BB. On behalf of all the team that each and every week sit down with their scripts and turn on their hot little microphones to bring us the news to everybody involved. Thank you. Keep it coming, and we'll do the same next year, 2013, for another edition of WIA and the National News Service. I'm Graeme, VK4. Bravo, bravo. We've
1: reported. You decide. Emergency over. All
4: Thunderbird craft, return to base.
1: F.A.B., Scott.